good people of Los Angeles. Today on the pod, we have at Reynaldinho. Uh, we go over his origin stories of how he came to love the game and uh, why he wants to grow the passion for it so much. And uh, we also get into World Cup travels as well as hashtag follow the flag. Um, he'll go into explanation of that. And we hope you enjoy the show. As always, we're in a backyard in Expo Park. You're going to hear helicopters. You're going to hear planes. You might hear someone weeping on the corner in the street. It's all in good fun. And uh, if you're listening to this at work or in your car with your kids, there's going to be a little bit of cursing on it. So uh, yeah, keep bitch. that in mind. <laughs> That defeats the purpose of the Today I'm joined by um, an influencer, I would say. You know, hashtag influencer. You know, creates hashtags and shit. uh, Travels the world, takes pictures. You know, gets on blogs. Um, Today we have one of our favorite TSG members and the creator of hashtag Follow the Flag, Mr. Raymond On. Hey! How you doing? Right on, Get a little clinkers going before we go. Yay, Hennessy, sponsor us, please. Hey, I just want to say, Ray, it's it's an honor to have you here today, bro. Yeah. It's, uh, it's it's you're you're quite you are quite the, the quite active on Instagram. How many followers are you working with, Ray? Nah, just uh, over like two mil. Two mil. <laughs> there it is. It truly is the global it game. Is, you it is what right it is. Here. It is. <laughs> um, so. Ray actually comes to us from Virginia. Um, he actually got here like how, how long before the LAFC season, uh, LAFC season started last year? Um, well, I got here like late January, of okay, 2018. It's two months before it all. No, three months before it all went down. It all okay, off. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I first met Ray. Oh, there we go. Whoop. Backyard Expo Park. Y'all know the deal. <laughs> <laughs> it's just some whoop whoops. <laughs> I first met Ray uh, when we met Omar Gabber uh, at LAX last season. Um, he didn't last long. Uh, but Ray's still here. And, um, I mean, from there I kind of got to know a little bit more about Ray and kind of his, his passion for the game, um, all the things he's done. But give us, give us your story, Ray. How, how'd you end up falling in love with the game? How'd you end up in L.A.? Yeah, so I was born in Korea, actually. So, Whoa. yeah, is that, okay. is that surprising? I guess not. And <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know how Koreans are, though. We're good at reaction. You know what I mean? Like, Korean TV shows, like, oh, <laughs> you just can't ask the follow up question. Okay, okay, just let the reactions happen, learning, bro. It's just space behind these. Right, right. Just so, space. So, yeah, I was born in Korea. You know, I, you know, before anything, following a club, following a team, or whatever, I was just playing on the streets. Um, in Korea, you know, we live, most of us live in apartments, so we were playing in concrete parking lots with the neighborhood kids. So I go to school, come back, play all day, 
and you get a shout from your mom, hey, come up, you mm-hmm. know, for, for dinner or whatever. Mm-hmm. Then I go back. You're in Seoul. In this Seoul. In Seoul again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So we use like the parked cars as the goalposts. <laughs> <laughs> and we're all just banging, banging, banging. <laughs> you know, so, you know, you just play every day and you fall in love with it. And, you know, I mean, I'm not, try- I'm not trying to be cocky, but I was like one of the best kids in the neighborhood. Right. So when you're good at something, King of the you block. fall in love with it. That's mm-hmm. true. You know, so, you know, I played like little club stuff in. Um, in Korea how, as well. How old is this? How old are you when this is happening? Probably like six, okay. seven, eight. Oh, so you were there eight. for a minute. All right, cool. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and then, um, and by that point, I still didn't like follow a team or anything like that. Mm. You know, but, but, but my dream was to be a soccer player. What uh, about like, uh, were there other kids in the street playing other games? Or was it like, your neighborhood was It's usually like, neighborhood. at least like during my time, we we're playing soccer mm. or we're like rollerblading. Around the parking lot, the same parking lot. Nineties kid, baby, the the rollerblades on. Rollerblades was tight back in the day. Yeah, so I also do like short skate in school, so like you can kind of use that in rollerblading. So I was like killing at that as well. Damn, you was an arrogant little boy. uh, You know, I mean, when you're good, it's harder not to be arrogant. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. You were good at what? Were you good at? I mean, come on. Were you were you a ball skills guy? Were you fast? Were you just bigger than the rest of the kids in punking them or what? Skills, I think. Mm -hmm. Just like technical skills. Like you know, I was scoring a lot. Get your shit off. (laughs) Let these motherfuckers know. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is Ray Ray Single right here. (laughs) This is a broadcast. Yeah, broadcast. I like it. Uh, yeah, and then uh, I immigrated to New York, Queens, when I was nine. It's really for Queens, though. Shout out Cole. Yeah, uh, but even then, so like, you know, kept playing soccer, um, played like club level. And so just kicking it with all the Puerto Ricans out there? The Mexicans, the Jewish people. They you weren't know. Mexican, fool. You were in New York. But <laughs> some or, Yeah, you know. All right. You know, but um, yeah, so I was just doing that. And then 2002 happened, obviously. Okay. The, the year for Koreans. Hell yeah. You know, and that, that really planted like a solid dream. You're like, okay, wow, like I really love this right here. Like mm-hmm. I want to represent the country. Like, and you know, I, my dream was to be a soccer player since then. And you know, once you have that dream, you just fall in love with the sport. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the year I really followed club soccer wasn't until like maybe like sophomore year of high school. Okay. Which you know, was what year? Like 2006 ish, mm-hmm. seven. Okay. Something like that. And that uh-huh. the reason being is because, I mean, we didn't have, like, cable TV. Mm. My family didn't. So, like, I didn't really follow anything. And internet wasn't, you know. Popping like that. Yeah, so I can't really watch clips. Mm. So my first memory was um, watching Ronaldinho uh, in the Champions League <laughs> and just falling in love mm-hmm. with the with Barcelona, you know, the player Ronaldinho. Mm-hmm. And, you know, finally discovering, like, the club soccer, okay. club football. You know, and then uh, so Barca's his club. Yeah, uh, of course. Yeah, and then you know, Jisung Park happens, so like you kind of get into it more. Mm-hmm. Like you figure out like the club, like EPO and things like that. Mm-hmm. You know, and just it just keeps growing. Happy birthday, Jisung Young, by the way. Today. Oh, is it his birthday? Yeah, hey. his birthday yeah. What was he the guy in two thousand two? Young emerging guy, but emerging. you can tell right away that this guy's gonna be a star. This is the biggest star we have. So was, there are some was of the he old bigger then than Son is now? No, no, no. Sun yeah. today is is no. is something of a, of a more polished product, I think. Before then, like, Chizong Park Chizong was playing in uh, in Japan, mm-hmm. and so he didn't even make the trip over to Europe. Right, he went right. to PSV after the World Cup with Hitting, because Hitting took him. Yeah, right, right. With Young Pyo. Right, right. So that's it's it. Before then, it was like another it's kind of like an Asian product you really don't see even for Korean fans. And um, but Sun right now is like the kind of. The kind of coverage he gets today is, is yeah, I think unlike anything we see. I heard like when there's like Tottenham matches, like it's not like 
Manchester United versus Spurs, it's like Manchester United versus they have like Sun's face cut out. Right, right. right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> they said fuck the right, fucking right. Spurs logo. We're here for uh, that's that's yeah. a very Korean thing. Like all the Korean yeah. fans that came into the Dodgers when when Channel Park was there or uh Hyunjin Ru right now. Yeah. Who right. just doesn't play fucking fat boy. Um <laughs> He'll be back. He's fine. He's, he's just fine. eating ramen all day, bro. Dude, I saw him at um what's that uh Wako. He looked okay. He, looked he would be but he was, No no sorry. Oh, oh, Ru. Oh. Um but yeah, okay, go on. Well Ooh. I wanna ask a question though, so like so Ronaldinho is the first person you're like, damn, this is what club football, this is kind of what outside national team looks like. When you're a kid in Korea, like harnessing your ball skills and like kicking cars with the kicking cars with the kids, <laughs> like who who are you thinking in the head to like the channel when you're going like who's like your hero that you're like just kicking the ball around? He's with? trying to say, did you grow dreads? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh no, be- even before that, right? Like when you're like really little, and like I'd be like, I don't know, it's be like, oh Park Ji-sung, oh Park Ji-sung shoot kind of thing, but. Back in the day, who are, you, who are you looking after that? You know, like, honestly, nobody. Really? It's okay. just because I just loved playing football. Mm-hmm. It's like a lifestyle. It's just part of me. I do it every day. Yeah. Getting yelled at while I do it. I do it because I love it. Um, but, like, if I had to pick, you know, I remember waking up for the 98 World Cup um, uh, when we played, I think, Belgium. I used to wake up at like 4 a.m. as a kid. Uh-huh. You know, nobody's waking me up. I'm waking up on my own. That's insane. To that's catch the game. And I think we... Uh, so that's on, what happened. that's on TV in Korea. That's like on SBS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, like Hwang, Hwang Son-ong was like one of the players that I was like, oh my God, he was so cool because especially when he scores or when he ran, he had this necklace on, this gold yeah. necklace. And when you're running with the necklace popping off your chest, it looked so cool. Yeah. <laughs> You know, and like Ronaldo, the Brazilian Ronaldo used to do that too. Yeah. He used to like, I mean, For a sure. lot of players used to rock gold chains uh-huh. back then. So like, that was like the image I had. Like Hwang, Hwang Sonong was like, oh, like he's like the guy. It's a uh, deep cut. Yeah, but before that, I mean, other than that, honestly, it was just like, because I, I didn't know like a club level thing, club right. so, club football existed. So I was just, you know, I was just loving the, with the game. That's it. Gotcha. Did you buy a chain? I didn't. <laughs> Did you complete the package? But you, were you still were you still playing? Like, so you moved to New York. Are you playing in New York? Are you playing still in Virginia? Yeah. As you're getting older. Yeah. So I played uh, from my high school. Um, uh, so I, yeah, I just played my whole life. I mean, I even play right now, right here, like just like a little pickup stuff. But uh, I mean, the dream died out, obviously. Yeah. Um, but you know that translated that passion translated to other things um, that I'm sure we'll touch on later. Yeah. And so, in in the mix of being in Virginia is where you went to high school. What happened between high school and the decision to get the hell out of Virginia and come out west? Uh, you go to college, uh, especially back in Virginia, we're very um, the lifestyle is very structured. It's kind of different than LA, at least from what I uh, experienced so far. Mm-hmm. You know, people go to college, get a pretty solid job out of, right out of college, and you know do the regular stuff. But on the side, I was doing all these side projects to kind of grow the culture of football. Um, and I, I realized I came to a point where I think I needed a new environment, um, such as LA or New York. So I was contemplating New York or LA to move because of the opportunities that exist you know, in a bigger city like LA. So that, you know, that kind of made me move out here to focus on that and grow that culture. But you're saying that you just could as easily in an alternate universe be sitting at an NYCFC podcast right now having the same yes. conversation? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So what made you choose L.A.? Well, you know, I lived in New York before. Mm-hmm. I lived in Queens. I mean, you know, I was a kid, but still, like, 
you know, I had I had some kind of experience there. So mm. L.A. was a completely different environment. So, you know, I just wanted to challenge myself in different ways. Didn't know anybody out here, just kind of came? Not really. You know, I, I knew Ben um, that works for LAFC, but other than that, no, I had a couple friends that did move here before me, but no, no family or anything like that. No. Kind of like another guy I know. Maybe he's across the table from us. Maybe his name's Josh. Oh, snap. I yeah. feel so seen right now. That's why me and Ray get along, dude. We're, we're like kindred We spirits. don't get along. What are you talking about? Yeah, this I'm is really what we're hearing. <laughs> you said something just now, but before this, where it's about, but you're growing the game of football in Virginia. Like that's uh-huh. that's that's a loaded statement. What yeah, let's just doing? get into that. Like, yeah. let's not save it for later. We'll let's just get into it now. Heck yeah! Like, what is that side hustle like? I, I know, like you're you go into like a pretty standard. Was it an accounting job, right? It in, was yeah. College. Yeah. But what's the side hustle that grows the game of football for you, man? So I was very. I felt very stuck right out of college, going into a corporate accounting job. Um, you know, I felt like I wasn't really prepared to do this thing every day. Mm-hmm. And like really had to control my life, so I was, I guess, almost like a soul searching type of thing. I was mm-hmm. trying to look at different avenues. So I did a bunch of different things, and one of the things I did was I ran into Kicks to the Pitch. I reached out and I started to write for them. Mm-hmm. And once I kind of dove into that, you know, I discovered all these cool things. Like um, I don't know if you guys know, but Le, Le Ballon in France, yeah. uh, Nowhere FC in New York, and things like that. Like kind of. You know, brands and communities that that are inspired by football. Right, but they are very much lifestyle, kind of almost fashion brands at the end of the day. Right, right. And I was like, hey, you know, this is really cool because I'm so passionate about the sport. I love what these people are doing. So I was, you know, kind of into all of that. And then I ran into Gorilla FC, Mm -hmm. which is a uh, community slash football club slash clothing brand that is founded in D.C., you know, joined them and, you know, we kind of did a lot of things growing the the sport in the city of D.C. Mm-hmm. D.C. Uh, is lacking a lot of things and football is definitely one of them. Right, because I don't really think about football culture when I think of Washington, D.C. Exactly. Uh, maybe so DC, a DC United, or uh, D.C. Football? United doesn't have the imprint like that? Like nah. when you were growing up, do you remember people like being into D.C. United at all? Not, I mean, it was very se- like separated. Um, what about Freddie Adu? Right? I know even that kind of made made waves when I wasn't into soccer in MLS. But Freddie Adu kind of he wasn't like what sixteen when he went to DC United, something like that. Yeah, yeah, he was the man. I mean, for USA, you know, not just DC United. Everyone was hyping up right, like, the next right, Pele. Right. Um, I mean, yeah, that did create a buzz. But I think what DC United failed to do was like really connect with the community. Mm-hmm. You know, they kind of really focused on their club on its own. Not really D.C., you know, Virginia or Maryland or anything like that. So none of us, or at least the majority of us, weren't really connected to the club. It was one of those things that you just go if you have a ticket, mm-hmm. you watch them play. Um, if so they you lose, did, they So lose. you did go sometimes? I went to, I think, two matches. Mm-hmm. One when Freddie Adu did play, and then, like, another one, you know, but, like, nothing significant. And was the stadium, like, a pretty big trek from where you lived, or...? It is, uh, in a way. It's not too too bad, but the stadium itself is not is not the best stadium. It's the RFK Stadium, right. very old old uh, baseball stadium. So, like the experience wasn't that great. You know, the stadium's half full all the time. But now that they got this new one up, are you like kind of eyeballing a chance to maybe go check out that stadium? It's you know what, like DC United is doing a lot of things the right way now, especially with the stadium and Rooney kind of making the buzz, and uh, you know like. MLS clubs are kind of seeing 
what other you know successful clubs are doing and you know i think they're trying to mimic that and i think you know it's the right way mm-hmm. right path right now so did gorilla gorilla fc did it have any like spin-off of dc united stuff were no. they involved at all in dc united like, some of those guys would they go to games nothing no crossover no actually right? you know now we've kind of uh shifted our um i guess focus and attitude towards american soccer clubs mm-hmm. um but when we first when we first started we were kind of like the community the brand that was uh, against uh, american soccer culture because we weren't in agreement with a lot of things that american soccer uh, emphasized and you know held their values on mm-hmm. what kind of stuff is that um on the playing on the playing side uh you know when you when you uh talk about american soccer you imagine big guys uh not really technical you know but they just kind of play the importance on the physique of the player just Mm -hmm. physicality over everything right right and that kind of eliminates all the uh and you know minority players in general are smaller and and you know in physique and things like that so that kind of eliminates a lot of the you know the people that with technical skills um so they're not putting like you're like against all like well, let's put like college football athletes and track stars on the side. Right. Exactly, exactly. So, so yeah, when we first started, we were kind of against the. I wouldn't say against, but we wanted to create our own room where we value the things that American, you know, football kind of neglects. Uh, hence the name Gorilla FC. You know, we're kind of creating a revolution in a way. Yeah. It, it sort of started, and then you got hip to it somehow, just in the scene of of Virginia, but. How did your role evolve from there? Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I got involved with everything, you know, all the operations from branding. You know, I did the Instagram and things like that. So it really led up to now being one of the partners of Girl FC, you know, doing all the collaborations with cool brands. We just had one with uh, Umbro. We uh, had one with a brand from uh, Korea called Forward. Mm. Uh, and, you know, we have we have a couple um, more coming up. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's been a good time. We are not just limited to DC. You know, we want to kind of grow this idea that we have as, as a community all over the world, not just USA. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Can you, can you name drop some other brands that you feel like? I mean, you talked about um, Nowhere FC and Le Ballon before. Like, is there any, like, what other brands do you feel like that Grill FC is, and, and you guys are speaking the same language? Just for the kind of listeners who kind of want more of this lifestyle focus on here. I would say none. I think uh-huh. I think we are very different. Um, yeah, right with the hot. I wasn't prepared for that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe I'm biased, but you know, we first first and foremost, we have a community of people. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, we're all just friends. Like you know, we have this big community in DC that you know I, I consider myself a football fan, but these people that are in the community are crazy football nerds. Really? Like, we have a group chat, and every day I get, like, 100 messages, and I can't keep up because all day, every day, they're talking about all these inside details, these tactical analysis about every game that's possible. (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? Like, so it's crazy. That's how me and Sam feel talking to Dewey sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so, you know, when you run into these people, like... Only I'm talking about tea instead of soccer. (laughs) It's an awakening. You're like, wow, like this is amazing. I'm mm-hmm. learning so much when I thought I knew everything. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. You know, so like just that itself, you know, we are different. Like if I picture like Nowhere FC, you know, I know people at Nowhere FC and, um, you know, they have a team 
that actually plays football. Right. And then it's they to- have like a branding side that's like completely separate. Hmm. Okay. You know, so like the creative side don't really mingle with the people that are on the team that plays football. Gotcha. For us, we're all kind of like together. Okay. You know, and we kind of share ideas. So it's like an everyday lifestyle right. thing that we are, yeah. Gotcha. And I think for, for people listening, we'll, we'll drop a, a link in, in the episode description. Wow, then we're going to do that. That's awesome. <laughs> Evolving. <laughs> yeah, but it's when Ray talks about throwing events and kind of partnering with other brands, like you just said, dropped Umbro and Forward, which is insane. Like the stuff that Grill FC does is incredibly polished. Like I think that we see an Instagram brand like a three every three thousand every day, right? But for Grill FC to take this kind of community approach, but also make really, really kind of finessed and really polished um, like actual merch is is, is pretty mm-hmm. insane, man. What what do you feel like you're most proud of that you produced as a you're saying the creative branding department from before? Our uh, kits that we had, we had a really good launch with our Umbro kit last year and that kit was amazing also because we had for that kit launch we had a whole european tour mm-hmm. with the people that are in the community mm-hmm. uh, i don't know what other brands really do that you know take that community and we all go overseas to like yeah. really experience the european football culture that's awesome and you know we're not going to we went to paris and we're not i mean i wanted to go to a psg match but we went to a a, a match by um, red star fc a lot of people don't know, you know, that club. They're sponsored by Vice. I know that. Right? They are sponsored by Vice. But, like, when you go to a match like that, you really witness and experience the, the culture of football in the city of Paris. Mm. You know, not just commercialized, but it's, yeah. like, the nitty-gritty, gritty, you know, street feel, uh, like, real passionate. So things like that, you know, like, uh-huh. I don't know what other brands do that. Mm. Right. It's taking you the know? whole team to Europe to, right. to, to right. hang yeah. together. Yeah. And PSG is kind of a weird thing, anyways, right? Because PSG is from the '70s. It's a new team. It's not like right. a, you know, one of these 1800s clubs that has been doing it forever. So they're kind of like they're, they're, a, plant. they're a little bizarre. They're, they're, an they're, they're kind of a. Plant. I mean, they were a spinoff, somewhat of an older club. There was like a. I forget the original name, but I feel like the time I went to Paris, this was back. I'm now dating myself, but I went for the 2004 Euros in Portugal. But I went to Paris first. Uh-huh. And um, I remembered, like, there being, even back then, like, this, like, like very, like, street soccer. Like, I think the f- first time I ever saw, like, street soccer, apart, you know, apart from just, like, pickup games here in L.A., but, like, like, I felt like even the fashion part of it was sort of, like, bubbling then because Paris is just so, like, fashion tilted. Right. And I just remembered there, like, being, like, dope shirts and dope, like, hats, and there, there was, like, some crossover I was only familiar with really seeing that with like skateboard culture where like people were starting to rock the shit that skaters rocked right mm-hmm. um, I hadn't really seen it I hadn't seen in LA certainly in 2004 like seeing people rocking like something that wasn't just a national team jersey or a club jersey but I remembered like going walking through Paris watching people play like watching having them rock I don't even know if it was shirt, shirts that they had drawn or like painted right. themselves like self made shirts there was already something there so I mean what was the what was Paris how was Paris different than obviously what you saw on the East Coast and what you see here in LA for you with uh, football culture mm-hmm. you know it's it's I wouldn't say one is better than the other you know a lot of people might find that surprising because they would think European football is like the best in the world uh, in terms of quality yes but in culture I think 
uh, to each uh, its own. You know, like mm-hmm. it's very different <coughs> for sure. I think the most different uh, part of it is that they have a longer history. Mm-hmm. But in terms of passion, uh, I find uh, beauty in the the passion that we have here as well because you know it's not as common out here. So people here to be able to follow football, we actually have to go out of our ways to find it. You know, we have to search for it. Whereas European people, it's kind of there. It's, they've grown up with it. You know, their families are fans of it. So, you know, we have our own beauty here. Mm-hmm. You know, we're kind of going against the norm to follow something that we love. Right. So, you know, it's different, but, you know, I, I wouldn't say one is better than the other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's a good point. I feel like when you find an, a soccer-loving person here in the States... You immediately know a lot about that person, right? You 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 have you kind of jump, you you have a lot to to go off of in terms of what kind of other cultural stuff they might like, music they might like, because it is kind of countercultural at this point. Do you think it's still counterculture though? Even now, I feel like what you're saying was true four or five years ago, mm. but now maybe especially with a club in town that you go to often enough. There's like way too many types of people that go to those matches for me to like be able to put them in the same box that I put people at the Arsenal matches when I go to there. You know what I mean? No, for sure. And I think you're right. The generalizations probably don't don't uh, ring as true as they used to. But we have been inside this kind of LAFC bubble for a minute now. The rest of the country is as obsessed about the USC football game than they ever will be about LAFC. You know what I'm saying? Like it's well, yeah. Well, like, I can't say nothing about the country, but I just in terms of the city, maybe it's just because I'm able to, I get to watch the game from multiple vantage points. Mm. But I knew, I think Sam and I have talked about this at least enough people, and maybe this is the same experience for you, Ray, that like had kind of come into contact really for the first time with soccer through LAFC, like this last season. You know, like the first their first game. I know a ton of people who went to their first soccer game ever there. Who like you know? I wouldn't. I couldn't have ever in a million years convinced them to come watch Arsenal at six in the morning. Right, right, you know what right. I mean? Because that's that's what you were saying. Like it's a different type of personality, a different type of like esoteric interest, like sure. a niche, a underground, a <coughs> you know thing. So now it's becoming more mainstream. You think still, they're attracted by the live event, the atmosphere of that? Is that why it's yeah the experience? Thing? Yeah, gotcha. okay. versus I, like the interest. I would say it's still counterculture, though. I mean, it's still not. Every match isn't on, you know what I mean? Or at least every other, you know? Like I, I mean, I, I would agree that it's certainly less... It's less, but it's still counterculture. It's, like, no, it's, it's, less, it's less popular than the main sport, so yeah, it's counterculture. Yeah, I mean, it's... But not as, like, counterculture as, like, dude, that guy's weird for liking <laughs> soccer. Like, you well, would no, it still is. Anymore. If okay. I still pe- tell people I wake up at, like, 4 or 6 in the morning, they're like, what the well, fuck? Well, no, that's what I mean. That part of it's weird. But if you tell people you go to LAFC games, it's not that weird. Yeah, but then if they see a video of LAFC in the supporters section, they're like, yeah, you're weird. Okay. <laughs> but that's we probably a positive through, like, like, that's like hey, a, ooh, we tailgate weird. we tailgate with uh, on Saturdays and then you kind of take these like niches of American sports like not niches, sorry, like classic classic templates of American Elements. sports and then you're like, Oh, okay. I kinda get it. <laughs> you just try to talk yeah, with your eyes on yeah, yeah. <laughs> Josh just try to talk with his eyes on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> He's just like, hey, they can hear it. It was a great point, the, listeners. Yeah. If you don't hear if you don't hear it, just know it's like it was really hit the people here. <laughs> and they need to they need to show up here and like do the podcast with us. This this mic can catch everything. It catches the planes, it catches the sirens, it yeah. catches the actual movement of one's eyeballs exactly. the skin. <laughs> We're about aura aura here yeah. in uh, FCFC. They get the vibe. You want to take a quick break real quick and then we'll get into yeah, some other stuff? Yeah. 
Hey, we're back with Reynaldinho. We're uh, talking some some roots and origins right now. But um, I think kind of uh, the craze of the summer, Ray was behind. It was um, hashtag follow the flag for anybody who was inside the football universe. It was covered by Bleacher Report. Was it on Mundial? Uh, no, but a bunch of other like. Good. Yeah, I just want to remind you, you weren't on Mundial. <laughs> <laughs> Is it Mundial? I'm just saying. Like. You call it Mundial? That's what my jersey Mundial. accent coming out. Oh, oh man, I didn't know what that God. was. I didn't know what that was. I didn't know what you I'm like, damn, Josh knows about some shit. You said Mundial? Mundial. Bro, that's like when my homie called Tapatio Tapatio. I should sock you right now. You said Mundial. Mundial. Holy shit, you're. So you weren't on Mundial. Damn. I, th- I thought Josh was getting to be pretty <laughs> LA, but he's still pretty fucking Maybe New York. That's, that's a Jersey accent, or is that just like a Joshism that popped up? Ah, yeah, Joshism actually. Okay. Yeah. Oh, it's like, you know what? It's, we're recording on a Monday, guys, so before we sound a little out of it, hey, that's, so that's why. You mean we're recording Mundial. on Mundial? Like, <laughs> oh my God. Is that what's like Sundial? Kind of shows over. Yeah. I'm sorry, Ray. You deserve better than this. You're on a Monday. But you are responsible for Follow the Flag, which was. Let me tell you. Let me let me tell the listeners. Let me just run it down real quick, and then you correct me as you go because this is what okay. you've been doing all all, all okay. game. You stitched together a Korean tegukki, a Korean flag, from the thirty-two other teams participating in the World Cup from their national team kits. Thirty-one. Thirty-one other teams from the national yes. team kits. So you were taking the 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 blue from Sweden and the the white from Poland and kind of making the red, white, black, and blue of. The yes. Yes. And um, tell me how um, how you thought of that, man. You know, I mean, nothing really is not like a any type of crazy story. I just needed a flag to take to the World Cup. Okay. And I didn't have one. Um, but that's when I was like, hey, instead of buying one, being basic, you know, right. I just wanted to create one. Yeah. And that's all it was. Gotcha. So. Wait, thirty-one is the thirty-two Korea. No, so it's 31 because a lot, not all, all the teams released their kits on time. So I didn't have enough time to get all the kits with me to make it. But you only missed one, right? I just missed uh, Denmark. Denmark. You still don't have Denmark. Yeah, and you know, I could have got the Denmark one, but I chose to not include it at the end because itself, you know, kind of missing that one jersey has a story a story on its own you know when when people look at the flag and they see like that missing blank corner mm. that's weak you know, bro they would ask hey I'm, why I'm is that, that empty and I'm you know i could tell a story and whatever you know it's, it's kind of unique in its own way i mean it's working right now because i'm asking about it exactly josh i feel like you're 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 taking a dig at the, the, people, the good people of of uh denmark right now dude they don't want to you don't want to include them in your in your global no, I, I love the Danish people. I have like no friends from Dan- Denmark, you know. But. He literally has a spot <laughs> reserved on his flag for them. But yeah. it will never be filled in your in your opinion, just because like you're saying, it. Yeah. This was a. It's a relic. <coughs> it's a. It's an artifact of 2018 of the World Cup, and I wasn't able to get it, so it's not going to be there. Right. Let me yeah. let me ask you this question: Are they all official kits? Uh, some yes, some no, because some kits, uh, Iranian kits, they weren't like uh, for sale to the public. Interesting. Hmm. So some kids I just could not get, so I had to get you know replicas, um, mm. quote unquote replicas. Yeah. Right. And I mean, did you pay a lot of attention to that part of it? Were you like from the get go, like <coughs> I need to get everything official, I need to get the best quality of replica if I can't, 
or you kind of just like I need to fulfill certain or I, I like this one is a little brighter hue of green than this one for example I mean I wasn't paying attention to like you know how real some of the you know replicas are but you know I, I had a general idea of how they would you know look and things like that so so yeah yeah it, you know it well, was just a matter of getting the kits I'm no mathematician but that was an expensive flag man yeah talk to me about that man. <laughs> it was I mean it's definitely over a grand yeah. Um, but to me, you know, this is something that I will keep for the rest of my life. Mm. Yeah, I would say it's definitely over three grand. Isn't that getting close to there? No, no. Because how you, how, what would be the average official kit cost? For I mean, if he bought it bucks? at the time when he bought it, which is ninety bucks at least US for uh, a Nike or Adidas kit, it was like three yeah. grand. Two and yeah, a half. but you know, not all were okay. So two official. Gotcha. We'll say fifteen hundred. Uh, he might have taken a stroll down Santiali. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Ray is. One of the biggest kit lover people I've met in my life. Like mm-hmm. it's now documented on Instagram. You wanna you want a competition? I won the challenge. Yeah, you thirty day challenge. kit challenge. Thirty day kit challenge. Winner yes. Ronaldinho over here. Yes. What is a thirty day kit challenge? We were uh, so we had a guy um, in uh, Orlando, Mike. He's <coughs> a crazy sneakerhead, but he's he used to actually um, he was an official ref I think for the MLS back in the days. So he knows football, like he, you know, he's an avid collector as well. Mm-hmm. So we got in touch, and I was like, "Hey, you know, like I'm a kid collector, you're a kid collector. Let's see who who has who has a better collection." So it just started from that. So you know, we had a little 30 day kid challenge post on Instagram. Um, you know, your favorite kid every day, and we kind of right. vote on it. IG poll kind of thing, right? IG poll, yes, yes, yes. That's awesome. Ray came out on top, man. You beat came out top. You beat an MLS referee, man. Congratulations. Yes. Oh, yeah. Wait, but getting back to the flag, you. Get these each of these kits. You need certain colors from each of them for to fill it all up. I've got a million questions, but I'll start with the first one. What was the first one you put on? First one I put on, I think, was uh, England. I think. And did you give a lot of thought into like where on the jersey you were cutting the fabric from? I did. Yes. So, cause so before I bought anything, I had to kind of mock up a draft, mm-hmm. you know, on my computer on Illustrator just to have a visual idea of if this is gonna look stupid hmm. or it's gonna look cool. Hmm. You know, so I mocked it up, so you know, I, I kinda had a visual idea of, you know, what's what it's gonna look like. Gotcha. And if anyone is will if anyone hasn't seen this thing, it definitely looks freaking cool. Dude. Well it's gonna be the cover for the exactly. podcast when it comes out. <laughs> just look at your phone right now and you'll see cool. the color of the podcast. So Ray, if okay, if England was first and Denmark didn't get filled. What was the last one you put on? I think Panama. Yeah, Panama. They were yeah, you know, basically the the ones that were that I got really late were the teams that released their kits very late in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, some some countries even like released it in May. You know, the World Cup's in June. You know, so <laughs> that was really hard on me. You know, right. Yeah. yeah. Well, you guys should have taken into they? consideration. How dare they? Seriously, yeah, somebody's guys trying to make a flag, a flag bro. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so, as you're cutting out all these, uh, the pieces of the of the jerseys, you kept all the jerseys. I'm assuming. Yes. The other jerseys. Yes. And when you cut it out, for another one, you used white from. Did you cut it from the same part of the jerseys on each side? Basically, I wanted to make sure that the crest is included. Mm-hmm. So the crest, and I guess the brand Nike, Adidas, or whatever. Are included on the, in the kit, mm-hmm. and then you know the spare. I have like the the scraps. I gotcha. still have the scraps. Yeah. What yeah. are you gonna do with them? Something creative. We'll see. We'll see us in the <laughs> Stand works. Stand by. Stand by. Nothing goes to waste. What was it? What, what did it feel like to 
to cut a kid, man. Like not a lot of people have that experience. Sure. Like, I didn't feel any, uh, you know, sadness or anything like that while kidding one, cutting one because I mean, this is for the Korean flag. It's for the right, b- better right, cause, right. the bigger cause. Jesus. So you know, whatever it takes, <laughs> whatever it takes, you know. So Ray's Ray's dream is to just Korea absorbing the world, <laughs> and for it to become the ultimate superpower yeah. in this way. Yeah. Your country had to fall because yeah. <laughs> Korea had to survive. Yeah. You know, it's what I when I look at that um, the fall of the flag stuff. What it keeps on coming back to me is like how many think pieces and how many things were written about the design of like the Nigeria kit or even um, what's another hot kit from from last from the World Cup. It was like what's the other like. Well, let's get into that. What are your top three kits from last? From the World Cup? Uh-huh. Um, definitely Nigeria. I like the Brazilian one, b- the Brazilian away, blue. Uh-huh. The blue is blue. Blue? Yeah. yeah. Uh, what else? Blue uh, face, baby. Or you want the Belgium kit, the home one. Oh, Belgium kit was nice. Yeah, that's so the I used pattern. the red of Belgium as part of the red section of the Korean flag. Oh, the one of the most important sections, like right yes. in the middle. Yes, and they oh. have like a unique pattern. Uh, right on, in the front oh, yeah. of their kit, so I wanted to kind of use that, you know, pop out a little bit. So like, it's the kit. you know, a lot of like when you look at it, you may think, oh, you know, I just kind of like put a random piece of the kit on right. it, but like every part of the kit was thought out because gotcha. I wanted to include some patterns here and there, you know, some right, of the right, right. distinct patterns and whatnot. Where did you fit that in Nigeria portion of it? I made sure I included the sleeves because the sleeves are the white, white and black. That's right. Okay, part. Okay, okay. I definitely wanted to include that, and obviously the green. What did you think of the France kit? France kit, you know, they're always fire. Like, you know, it's always simple. I love their blue, the navy, you know, dark navy blue. Um, so that's yeah, a, Nike, that's a very Nike France. Yeah. The Adidas one was kind of like that, very almost like comic cartoony, like really bright. Right. Blue, right? right. Yeah. But this, it's a, you're right. It's very simple. Very, very. This yeah. is. I think this is the only fashion or design flex that I even have in my arsenal. Oh, so I'm gonna use it now. You know I, love this I don't stuff. even know if it's considered flex. I don't know how to use that term properly. I'm getting old. <laughs> <laughs> Scholars get old. <laughs> my 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 uh, my you nose can't is stay my, young. Oh, God. <laughs> my nose is, <laughs> my nose is in the book too much, <laughs> absorbing too much. Uh, you know. <laughs> Useless facts, but uh, Sam asked for more Hennessy. <laughs> One time for the dickheads. <laughs> this is all a roundabout way of me bringing up the fact that the France kits, the Nigeria kits, and the LAFC crest were all designed by the same person. Oh, yeah. that's right. Yeah, Matthew yeah, Wolf. Yeah. Shout out to Matthew Wolf. You ain't getting nothing past Reynoldinho, though. You already <laughs> knew that. Well, I know he did, but I was thinking maybe <laughs> our good listeners, the people who thought those were fire. Maybe there's a reason you thought the Nigeria kits and you thought the LAFC crest was fire because mm. they had the same designer. Yeah, shout out Matthew Wolf, man. Did I use flex correctly? Uh, yeah. I, I Can guess. you flex knowledge? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And is that even knowledge, or is that random tidbit you can look that's up like on the Wikipedia? Cool flex you can flex. Yeah. Like weird flex, like, but okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is, it a, is it a weird one, or is it a <laughs> odd flex? All right, let's get over no, the flex. Honestly, no, I think it's a flex. I think it's a good right, flex. It's a flex. I think it's a flex. It's a flex. Right, we didn't right, know. Flex. 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 The title of the episode is yeah. weird flex, but okay. Weird flex. <laughs> 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 fucking Ray, all fucking. Well, all right, now let's let's get into what you did with that that flag. Like you decided to take that to the World Cup. Was that your first World Cup trip? No, that was my second. I also went to Brazil. Okay, let's get into all of them. Let's start with Brazil. How, like, tell us about Brazil. So Brazil was crazy because obviously it's Brazil, the Hell country yeah. of football. And big booties. The mecca of football. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it was the best trip 
it was a better trip than Russia. Russia was great, but honestly, it's really hard to top Brazil. Yeah, I can imagine. I, I, like Russian people don't seem as fun as Brazilians. Uh, uh, Brazilians, oh my goodness! Yeah. Wait, talk to me about the Brazilian people then. Like, what are they just like? Fine. They're fine. <laughs> fine. Oh, yeah. they're, and they're they're but oh, they're also yeah. like living football. But they are beautiful people. Beautiful. All right, yeah, we'll get past love, that. Loving, just like loving life. Beach, yes. beach. Is that, is that, is that fair? Certain enough? cities, certain okay, cities. Okay, okay. Not every city, but yeah. You were in South Africa as well, or uh, just Brazil? Brazil. Okay. We're on Brazil right now. Um, See, that's a flex. Dweez has been to three World Cups. So Damn. Four World Cups. Four. Wait, There's uh, Germany. Place. Damn. Okay. And how many Euros? Three. Jeez. Yeah. Yo. But don't I worry. Down. I but don't down. worry. Uh, Andrew Medina, who was another guest on the pod. Douche. Outflex. I love, outflex, I love you, Medina. Outflex whatever I do for the rest of my life. Yeah. With, like his Most, first three stories. Honestly, like sometimes the stories might not be as cool, but he'll like the he he says it with conviction. Machine <laughs> gun fire. Yeah, they're pretty cool. But yeah. No, he's pretty cool. I love. What was Medina. your favorite part of Brazil? What was the favorite part of that trip? Uh, obviously, not the results of Korea's but. national team. We got knocked out. Oh well, we never made it to the knockout stages. Uh, so the so the performance on the pitch wasn't that great. But I think the overall experience of being in a country, the host nation, in Brazil. Um, did Brazil play Russia in the group stage? No, we played Russia. Or I'm sorry, did Korea play? Korea played first game. One one. One one. I went to in Cuiaba. Oh wait, no, I didn't go to that game. It's a very like a, it's a countryside of Brazil. Uh, yeah. I went and saw Korea play. Where did they play in Sao Paulo? Yes. Against against uh, um, um, Belgium. No, Belgium was oh Belgium was Sao Paulo. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I went to that game. Yeah, we yeah. played Belgium. And I went yeah. to Korea versus Argentina in 2010. Or yes. yeah, in, uh, yeah, where we got I think hammered four one or five one something like that. But <laughs> I don't know why Josh and I are so annoyed no, that Dweez has been to more Korea matches. <laughs> like we both like we're like. Pretty no, but low-key, in South Africa, at least from what I remember, there were way more Korean traveling Korean fans in Johannesburg than there were in Brazil. Yes. I don't know if... I didn't see a ton in Brazil. Were they were they showing out pretty hard in Brazil? No, Koreans don't show up for the World Cup. They showed That's up in South Africa. That's a bold statement, but it's true. Really? Koreans don't show up. Walk me through. Walk me through that, man. Yeah, walk me through statement. that, too. Because huh? I think even some of our... Our, our Mexican friends here at LFC are like, oh, Korean football culture is, is alive and well, and you guys, Red Devils, I know that much, and Taeyang Minguk, they all knew that chant. But you've been to two World Cups now as part of the kind of traveling Korean contingent. You're going there with one goal to support Korea. You're in the supporter section, as it were. The uh, I guess, section. yeah, we don't really have like a, that's, that's another part. We don't really have like a Korean supporter section. Yeah. yeah, but talk to me about that. What is, what's it feel like to be a Korean traveling for football? For the World Cup. First thing I realized in Brazil was that the Korean fans treat the World Cup as kind of a touristic mm. event. Mm. Koreans you know, tourists pretty hard. It's just touring the country and oh there's there hap- there happens to be a game. You know, obviously they're there for the World Cup, yes. Mm. But you know, isn't the that kind of common though? Isn't like isn't isn't you have to treat it like a kind of a vacation, right? No, nah, but money. W- when people go for the World Cup, it's like it's some people. It depends on the. Uh, yeah, you get both. I see. You get people see, who see, are see, like, yeah. they're there for one reason. I mean, we're not the only one that are like that, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. For sure. But I don't want it to just be like that. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, I mean, like, you know, like Mexican fans are the best mm-hmm. fans in the world. 
Beats Brazil. Beats Argentina. <clears throat> beats everybody. Ooh. Mexican fans right. are the best. Right. They really get behind their team, whether you know they win or lose. Yeah, I mean that goes into their kit sales too. I think they are the top selling kits in the world, and that's a small country for that to be happening. Either. Right. So yeah, they're really about it. We, I mean, <laughs> who else do you think is like on the Korea side of the spectrum from your experience? Um. I don't really know, you know, the answer to that. But like, I mean, so I'm I'm just trying to see like who we faced. You know, we faced Russia. I guess Russian fans are kind of like that. Uh, in Brazil, mm-hmm. in Russia, it was like a different experience. But obviously, they were the host. Mm-hmm. So more it's a tour- little different. More tourist-like. Yeah, yeah. But in Brazil, I didn't really see a lot of Russian fans really, you know, show up. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we're having a little tea time with Dweez right now, drinking a little uh, show like, pour tea. You, you flip, you flip the cup. It might seem like it's gonna spill. It's not gonna spill. You Wait, get a little that, smell cup. Is that tea? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. This flip is just it, regular, flip regular it, smell tea. Smell the cup. Yours, no, no, yours is right oh, there. Oh mine. Oh okay. Flip it, smell <laughs> the cup. No, no, no. Flip, flip it first. Flip it first. No, you gotta flip it into the other cup. Oh, okay. What? This is a little. It's like a new. It's like a LA thing. No, it's a tea thing. So these are actually Taiwanese tasting cups. So, yeah. What? Hit it. Dewey's here is a tea connoisseur. Wow. I like that. Right. Just run, run down more of like what the characteristics of a Korean supporter in a World Cup looks like. Uh, just, just give us a lowdown on that. Yeah, we can keep it there. Best and the worst of it. Worst is, you know, as I, as I said, it's a, it's a tour for them. You know, uh, I mean, yeah, they show up to the games and things like that. But you don't really, you know... They're just there to watch the game. Yeah, you know, I mean, I hear, you know, chants and here and there, but, you know, it's not enough in my opinion. Um, We're not really collective as a group. We're all very, you know, separated by individual groups. You know, we're not there all together. There's no unity. No unity whatsoever. You know, we do have the the official Korean national team supporters group called the Red Devils. Mm -hmm. Um, But... Even then, so, you know, one story I want to share is I went to Cuiaba uh, in Brazil mm-hmm. um, right before our match against Russia. Uh, and there's this city center where everyone kind of meets up to drink or whatever. And we had this bar. We all went to this bar where all the Koreans were showing up and the Red Devils showed up. And then all these other people, you know, myself included, and all these other supporters that showed up. But once we showed up, they were, um, they kind of segregated their se- themselves uh-huh. amongst the Red Devils versus the other Koreans. Gotcha. In my opinion, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, you guys are the official supporters group, but we're in a foreign country. We're far away from anywhere in the world to show up for the World Cup. Mm. Why don't we all just be unified? Right, right. You know, why don't we all be inclusive and try to share this passion, share this joy, right, right. and you know, celebrate together? But it was not like that. That was a huge disappointment when I first witnessed it. Are you wearing Korean kids and speaking Korean at this point? Yes, I mean, you know, you're in Brazil. If you are wearing red and you look Asian, yeah, you are Korean. Korean. Yeah, and you're yeah. trying to make it the World Cup at this point. Yeah, and we're in a country, country city, countryside, you know, Cuiaba. Like, you would never hear of a city called Cuiaba. Right, right. We showed up to this foreign city and like, and why not include all of us? Yeah. Are you rolling solo to these, or do you got like a bunch of friends who also went down? So Brazil, I went with, with like my best friend. Mm-hmm. So it was just two of us, but we linked up with a lot of people, like younger folks, you know, there, and kind of we rolled together. But mm-hmm. to get there, it was just me and my friend. And in Russia? 
Russia. So Russia was cool because the friends I made in Brazil, we kept in touch. Mm. Uh, these are Koreans from Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, they're young, mm-hmm. you know, older folks. Mm-hmm. Um, but we kept in touch and we decided to go to Russia together. And, and you, you speak special. Korean fluently? Yes. Okay. And yes. so when you're in the stands, whether in Brazil or Russia, can you give us any insight into like what kind of chants are going on? Are there chants? Are there songs? In Russia? That, uh, either. Either in when your time in Russia or in, in you know, from the Korean side. Like yeah, what, it's what the typical chants that we have. We have the Taemingu chant. Mm-hmm. We have the Opios in Korea. Um, that sounded really... Uh, Funny, but anyways, uh, yeah, we have to. You song. know, I'm gonna make you guys sing them anyway. So <laughs> might as well just start singing them now. Yeah, and that's it. Honestly, we have like two main chants. Okay. We have the Teamingu and we have the song called Opus in Korea. The clap with the clap. Teamingu. I mean, you can literally and shout that, that at any Korean at, like during World Cup time, and they'll clap. Break down the translation for people. It just says Korea. Republic of Korea. Republic of Korea. Korea. Clap, 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 clap. <laughs> and yeah. the other one. Uh, it means like like go, go win. Korea yeah, yeah go win, win Korea win victory yeah. Korea which is which what is it Pusung is uh, win or victory go 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 Korea go win and then Pusung oh, Korea is Korea Korea, yeah, Korea. Korea. thank you Josh they they sung that I mean yeah they just sung you got to sing this one this is actually a more difficult song no but we already sang that let's go Josh let's go spice no uh how often he said no okay he said no. you have to sing it bro or someone sing it oh, how does it go I just want to oh peace and Korea oh peace and Korea oh ole ole hey 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 that's got a good cadence yeah no it's a good song you know it's what what is it was it 02 or 06 that it started it's 02 by Yoon Do it's, the YB it, band. It's so wild that it started from this one guy with an electric guitar riff, a kind of music star, and then yeah. it just became took over the country. But it became one of the two chants that we have, which is wild. Like, yeah. is there how consistent is are is it, are the chants going off? You know, um, do you hear Taemin the whole time? Not the whole time, no. And the thing is, the Red Devils don't. You know, they don't do a great job in leading the chants. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, if, if you consider yourself as the official supporters group, you need to lead them. Yeah. Right? And uh, you don't really get that. At least in the World Cup games. I'm not talking about, like, the games that are hosted in Korea. Right. That might be a totally different experience. When you have all the Korean people together. Right, right, right. But in the World Cup, disappointing. Mm-hmm. Hey, Red Devils, if you ever want to come out to L.A., and join the 3252, we could show you some things. Yes. Ray, say that shit in Korean. <laughs> Yo, do, do they have? Do they have? Uh, are, are we are we rocking drums? Are we rock, rocking horns? Do, is there anything? Any instrumental? I think in Russia there was like this one guy that brought a drum mm-hmm. to like do the clapping to start the clapping. But thing. I don't think it was it organized. Not organized. Yeah. That's just thing. some dude with a drum. Is yeah. this something that TSG has to do in the future World Cup? Do we have to bring our own drum and do Yo, this thing? I would love a TSG trip to a World Cup and just fucking... That might I, have to be something that happens. You know what? I, you, these two... I've talked to Ray and Dweez, and they, they're both going Qatar, and that's going to happen. I'm a little more muddy on that one, but... Um, because of the controversy? It is. It is. That's what's weighing on. It is controversial. Yes, you're right. You're right. Not like not like that. Any other World Cup has been completely clean. You're right. I've just been absorbing a lot of media around it. That's just like it's just it's kind of frightening. I'm kind of like that too. Like, it's not something that I'm like 
100% proud to say, oh, I'm going to Qatar. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's like, it's a very weird, sensitive topic, you know, if you want to say, you know, yeah. because of all that stuff going Dewey, on. Tell me, so Dewey, tell me, so me and Dewey have talked about this before. Him as a journalist going there, I've, I think we've talked about it, has kind of um, given him this, this new lane of journalistic, I need to see what's going on. For basically, basically, it's, a, it's, a, it's <laughs> an excuse. <laughs> The the whole the whole journalism thing is just an ex- no I'm just kidding um I think I find it really difficult to assess anything without seeing something in person right and from my experience you know I was tried that <laughs> I can have I can have feelings one way or the other about any topic from a distance but without seeing something up close it's really hard for me to say um. Yeah. Sometimes participating in media is difficult to uh, gauge things by. And yeah, that's my choice. I definitely don't think, you know, it's something, as, as Ray just said, it's not necessarily something like, yeah, I can't wait, totally and 100% support. Everybody's doing great things. But I think you, you could throw the Olympics in there too. Major yeah. organizations like major, you know, huge companies rarely do right by, you know. The people. They do not. Right by a lot of things. They do right? um, So... I'm gonna go, yeah. but again, I don't. I don't. Right. I'm not a. I wouldn't say, oh, you're stupid for not going or something. No, for like sure. That. Yeah. You know, it's it's weird just because like I I don't like broaching the subject right now, but it really is like when Ray tells me about stuff like that, where it's like, hey, we could use more Korean support, and we could use we could use more kind of a, a like this football loving mentality to go to a different country and really represent um, Korea in the World Cup. And I'm like, I would restructure my entire life to make sure that Qatar pops off because especially because I know people like Ray and Dweezy here who like have been to World Cups and can give me the experience to, like tell me like where to stay and like we do stuff like that but it's hard for me to throw my full weight behind it and throw my people behind it yeah knowing when that there's major strings attached like that so Ray you can let me know how you your experience has been but in interviews like this and podcasts like this and just time you have in general conversation you don't really get a chance to like break down for me, like the actual moments that make World Cups really worth going to, like the person-on-person interaction you have with someone you would have never had a chance to come across had you not gone, and the settings in which sometimes those conversations happen, the 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 climate, the platform that gets created by having a World Cup, to me is the actual benefit. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's something that's super intangible and is really hard to measure. And I totally get why you know community organizations around the world including here including in LA have been opposed to having the world cup here even um just because of the economic strain that it can cause sure. um, but you can't measure like what it's like for someone for example I was rolling with my buddy who supports Mexico we were like in a in a uh what are they the shawarma like a little shawarma shop in Russia and this dude had never met a Mexican. Like, this guy who had never come across a Mexican. He just mm-hmm. couldn't... My buddy sp- speaks Russian, so he was sort of the intermediary between the three of us as yeah. we were hanging out. Or I guess it was four of us, because three of us and him. This is this dude riding a motorcycle in Moscow. He just, you know, was over on the side. This is just one of really, literally countless interactions. But this guy just, like, loved it. And my buddy, he rode a motorcycle. My buddy works for Harley-Davidson here, the Mexican friend. Mm-hmm. And just listening to them geek out about motorcycles and him like literally taking a picture with him just because he's like I'm meeting a Mexican (laughs) like you can't that you know again who knows in Qatar we might not have a chance to interact with like a bunch of local Qataris but even like the immigrant laborers who've been totally fucked over by 
this situation, yeah. getting to interact with them a little bit for me right. is important to try to understand the context of things. I'll leave it at that. So what was your question to Ray? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I'm over here drinking too much tea. That's my, that's my question. Who wants what a the fuck just happened right now? No, but I like to add, like to that point, like the, you know, for me, from a from a personal experience, the best part of the World Cup isn't really you know the things that happens on the pitch, especially like when I went to Brazil, um, like a city like Cuiaba where we first played Russia. Uh, it's a countryside. These are cities that you would never go unless if it's the World Cup. Yeah. Mm. You know, and that was the same case in Russia. I went to a city called Nizhny, Rostov. Oh, no, yeah, yeah, okay. Um, you know, like, well, yeah. Where were the three games that you went to? So Nizhny, Nizhny, Rostov, and Kazan. Kazan. Oh, Kazan. All these three How cities. Did you, Kazan. did you did you like Kazan? I, yeah, I loved it. Oh, Kazan was actually one of the best cities in Russia. Because we Dude, beat Germany. Like, Kazan was like some Game of Thrones shit. There yeah, was just, you know what I mean. It was just like they've got like these dragons. I think you know what I'm talking about. There's like there's some colors because there's the it's a central, almost like Central Asian culture, like gotcha. near Kazakhstan. Yeah, gotcha. And so you have like these really cool design buildings and like yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I can't. You guys are on a different scale, but the little bit that I did feel that was when I went to Dortmund. Because gotcha. to be honest, you would never go to Dortmund. Yeah, right. That was my first trip to Europe. <laughs> so the only place I've been to in Europe is Dortmund. So that's that's kind of how I feel. I'm like, I'm in this place where I would never come unless it right. was for football. I'm like that too. I went to Dortmund myself mm-hmm. when I was in Germany. I went to Berlin, but uh-huh. I wanted to check out Dortmund just to check out the Yellow Wall. Otherwise, yeah. why would I go to Dortmund? That, so was, what, yeah. what was what did you feel when you saw the Yellow Wall? It's like crazy, right? It is overwhelming. Yeah, you, I felt so out of place. I felt bad taking a. Selfie. Oh no, you're out of place. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, bro, when me, uh, Benchy, uh, Marcus, and Imad were walking around, like just around the town, around the city. United calls the Benton right there. Bro, like, people were looking at us crazy. Like, yeah. two Asian dudes and a black dude and a Turkish dude walking yeah. around. Yeah, like people were looking at us like we were out of our <laughs> fucking minds. Shout out LAFC, bro. Hey, That's man. Yeah. <laughs> but it was the most beautiful thing. We were there for one reason, to absorb the football culture. And even the football culture out there didn't want to accept us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it was amazing, man. Yeah, so, yeah, back to where you guys were at. Yeah, like, so, uh, you know, like going to these, uh, you know, cities that you would never go, and you experience crazy stuff like Cuiabá in Brazil. If you ever want to feel like a celebrity, uh-huh. go to a countryside in Brazil or any other country mm. that you would never go. Because when I was in Brazil, you know, the K-pop culture is big. Hey. So all these people that are in Cuiabá, Hey, but you could pass off as a K-pop looking motherfucker. <laughs> no, Ain't nobody no. going to think I'm up there in a the K-pop looking. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I like, like, like the managers. Well, Josh, <laughs> Josh, Josh got the long hair and the beard and she kind of looked like a celebrity. Right I just, I'm just fat. Looking smooth. <laughs> <laughs> no, get on that keto diet. I'm Fuck that, bro. Uh, you just had Mario's with me. That shit <laughs> has French fries she and she steak did. and rice. She you did. were not on keto, Yo. nothing, dog. Were you guys before this? I had salmon and uh, broccoli. Oh, he went yeah. back on it today. Two days ago, he was fucking eating yeah. French fries and rice. We all didn't invite me to Mar- I love Mario's. Bro. Oh, it was right <laughs> after the pod we did, but you left before we yeah, cleaned up and stuff, so I you didn't, you didn't get an invite. Yeah. So, like, w- when you first went to Brazil, like, w- what was that decision like? Like, 
you were just like, fuck it, I'm just going to go? Like, because that's a big commitment. So the cool part of Brazil was when I was in high school, mm-hmm. you know, I knew the, the next World Cup was going to be in Brazil. Mm-hmm. So um, what is that? Tumblr. So I had a Tumblr account well, in high school. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> What's your Tumblr called? <laughs> yeah, you really want to go there? It was called uh, Ray Moon on like the moon. Oh, but my, my Korean name is like Jung Moon, so it's like M O N. But anyways, yeah, I don't I know why you asked me. I thought, I thought it's because you had moon eyes when you fucking <laughs> smiled, bro. Nah, nah. Yo, for the for the record, I thought Tumblr was still like new. In my mind, Tumblr's still like a new. Thing. That's not a flex. I just I really think it's flex back. I still think it's new. I was just like, okay, all right. So I just got some uh, laughs. It sounds like it's like cassette tapes at this point. So uh, yeah, RIP, RIP on that shit. Dude. <laughs> so yeah, I had a Tumblr account, and I posted. Uh, the picture of the Christ the Redeemer in Rio de Janeiro, right? Yeah, he said all yeah. proper shit. Okay, actually, I didn't say it properly. Like, the Brazilians said, taught me. Spanish. In Rio, the, the Brazilians taught me the proper way to say it. Okay. It's, okay. it's Rio de Janeiro. All right, one more time. That's Let's get a clean take for the moment. Yo, so right they here. just be taking out. Like, think, you can't just make the R Ray, silent, dog. No, the R no, the, is silent. silent. But, but Ray, I think the J's got to be pronounced, though. No, they they said no. I'm I'm learning from the locals. All right. They said right. Io de Janeiro. Janeiro. Right. So, so anyway, so I posted a picture of the Christ the Redeemer, and I was like, I'm gonna go to this. Yeah. You know, and, it, and because of that, I was like, you know, I had to go, mm-hmm. and I went, and it was so cool to just look back, like you know. So I you're mean, saying your decision to go to the World Cup came from? Tumblr? Well, no, I always wanted to go to the World <laughs> Cup, obviously. So Tumblr, okay, so Tumblr came was from Jesus, like your, obviously. Tumblr you know? was kind of like your vision board, in a way, yes, okay. yes. But like you know, it was hard to go. It was hard to go. It was hard to go in high school. I don't have the money. That's true. You know, Brazil, I like you know, that, that's when I had the money to like afford it. So I went. Hennessy sponsor us. We're <laughs> waiting. <laughs> we're killing Hennessy right now. Yep. Um, okay, and then, so from there, you were just like, I have to go, and you just... I had to go, and you know, like, I was in my uh, early 20s. Mm-hmm. You know, this is the best time to go to Brazil. That's true. You know? But I went, so, like, back to the, the Cuyaba story, like, everywhere you go, so these people are aware of the K-pop thing, mm-hmm. right? But they never come across Koreans, or uh, Asians in general, mm-hmm. because it's a countryside. Yeah, 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 You would never go there. Yeah, all the Koreans are in Sao Paulo. Exactly, Sao Paulo, or uh, actually all Sao Paulo, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There yeah. are Koreans in Brazil, though. There are oh, the, yeah, yeah. There's, there's there's if you guys don't know, all the Koreans that are in Fashion District came from either Argentina, or somewhere like South America or Central America. Shout out Corinthians, because hey. I know I have my team. So, oh, yeah, yeah, so like, everywhere I go, in the streets of Cuyaba, uh-huh. I had to stop for a photo. That's crazy. Wow. That's like black people in Korea and China. Exactly, just uh-huh. like that. LeBron James. But like, but but like they, they adore like a, you. Like a K-pop star or they just, they were like. No, they were just so happy to see a Korean person. Dang. You know, and these are like beautiful girls that show hey, so, up to ask me. <laughs> all right, so all right, well, let's get Can into you that. imagine that? Did anything no, happen you after? Right, that. No, 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 I want to get into Anything happen from those pictures? Uh, like what? Like, <laughs> <laughs> you damn right. Hey, nah. Don't worry, your mom won't listen to uh, this, nah. bro. She I'm, a, I'm a shy person, so no. I'm, I'm shy. See, this is what I mean. Korean people are oppressed, bro. <laughs> bro, I don't know. If, if you've seen Ray at Really, like these fine, girls, <laughs> these fine girls uh, were, were asking you to take pictures. You didn't take advantage? Of the situation, not advantage of like the girls. I know it's like the Me Too era and stuff. I'm, I don't mean it like that. But you didn't take advantage of the situation? 
Uh, of the situation, yes. You know, we try to get. Uh, we don't need to get in depth. That's all I need yeah, to know. Let's just leave it. Shout out, out my boy. Let's he was in his twenties. He did his thing. One time for the Koreans, man. So what I actually try to do is take collage of a. All these pictures that I took with beautiful girls uh-huh. and try to put it together, but <laughs> I it's so creepy, dude. Yo, I fucking yo. This Sao Paulo idea came from. Yes. Sao Paulo is a shady ass city. I got my phone stolen, so nice. I lost all my photos that I took with these all these. Bro, when girls. you were in Brazil, it's not a matter of if you're getting mugged or jacked. It's when. <laughs> Can I tell you my That's Brazil true. getting jacked? Story? Hell yeah, yeah, let's do it. Anybody else? It was it was tough. Did they drug you? Uh, I got to What? <laughs> I got to uh, You know, I was living there for six months in Rio Oh, shit This is a different time This is this is before This is in 2000 This is like six years before mm, So you were ready for when the world And I had world. my bag Waiting on the sand And in my bag Was my most precious possession at the time Which I had just started reading A copy of Moby Dick In English Which was difficult to find down there And I had never read the classic Mm-hmm if this isn't the nerdiest flex, it's not a flex. Proceed. It's not a flex. It's a sad story. It's a tragedy. Okay. I told my cousin, "Hey, man, I'm going swimming real quick. I'm gonna come back and read Moby Dick." Mm-hmm. I went swimming, came back, and it was stolen. And that was the only time I got robbed in Brazil. Sam, you got something waiting on the <laughs> I mean, did you just what, tell what, me. I thought, was, I thought it was like the bro, like, Bible, like you just told me about <laughs> like you getting jacked Moby Dick. <laughs> I lost my cell phone. Right? <laughs> my point is this. I know my point is Ray this. went through a personal tragedy. No, yeah, no, I lost all that yeah, shit. Girls but, on his phone. But Ray's You're story about Moby Dick. <laughs> but Ray's story makes it sound like Brazilians are only after electronics and pictures of girls. There's some literary. I there's some literary. There's some literary thieves out there. Hey, thieves! I got your back. <laughs> Shout out to the thief community. I see your sick angle right now. Yo, like, man, he was talking about Brazilian. He's out here talking about fine ass, fine ass Brazilian girls, and you talking about. Moby Dick <laughs> Bro This Weird is why flex. Dickheads oh, over okay. Fucking scholars All day Every day West side oh, on All man. these fools oh, Damn Alright Well fuck You got all your Fine girls Stolen out of your phone and the, So Alright how, how far into your trip Was that Sao Paulo Was like uh, Our third match Okay So it was pretty far So I had a lot Of good photos Damn man God So that's Fuck you Moby Dick Bro forever. this makes me sad It's gone forever but like you know, like Victoria's Secret Dick. models, <laughs> they are everywhere in Brazil. Yeah, see, no, this is what I mean. <laughs> when you go to places like certain places in Europe and Brazil and whatever, like there's so many dimes there that they don't know that they're dimes yet. You know what I mean? Yes, like yes. we could still pull them, Koreans. <laughs> you know what I mean? America's best tans crew has let's reached out there. They know that Asians got a little flavor now. <laughs> I'm just saying, let's go out yeah, there and get some represent, bro. We need some mixed That's babies. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Thanks, Ray. You made me proud, bro. I'm I'm just happy you didn't like go out there and be celibate. Nah. All right. Shout out, Ray, man. Shout out, Ray. Um, tea time. Tea time. The celibacy during the World Cup. celibacy during the World Cup. And Russia, the same thing. Oh, obviously not like big cities like Moscow and things like that. Saint Petersburg. White girls gave you love like that. That's so much closer to Asia, though. Huh? That's so much closer to Asia. I feel like Russian people got decent understanding. Not in like cities like Nizhny, Rostov. Yeah, true. Yeah, this fool said Nizhny and Rostov. Nah, 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 nah. So they, wait, they, they have like a, a have you been to Hershey, Pennsylvania though? I don't think so. <laughs> they, <laughs> they have a yellow, little, they got yellow, a yellow finish. Fever? A little oh, bit. Hell yeah. Because of K-pop, we gotta thank K-pop BTS. Yo, hey man, thank you. <laughs> K-pop BTS. is the Trojan horse. No, man. I'll oh, never yeah. listen to y'all shit because it makes oh, yeah. me so it, it annoys the shit out of me when I'm drinking, but. 
Y'all have done a lot for us, man. Shout out K-pop. Actually, one funny story. So like, like in Brazil, because that was when uh, Size Gangnam Style was kind of popping. I still, I fucking hate that song. So like, they're not <laughs> trying not to bad. be rude. They're not trying to be rude. But like, sometimes when I'm like walking by, all of them, they would just do that yeah. horse dance. And they're not trying to be rude, <laughs> but it's annoying. Rude. Yeah, like it's like when I was in uh, Cabo. Yeah. Literally, like we were out there for a bachelor party. We had like eight, nine Asian dudes. Every fucking like we were just walking by bars looking for bars that were playing hip hop. Cause we just wanted to like drink to hip hop. Okay. We would walk in and within ten minutes of us being there, the DJ would fucking spin Gangnam Style. <laughs> Every fucking bar we went to. Yeah, that's love right there. Dude. No, it's so fucking annoying, like, <laughs> bro. Like, I get it. Size dope, but yeah. come on, man. Like, Sai not hung out here, dude. I don't know the pods, Sai. Yo, yeah, what are you doing? Yo, I know you got a new record label, side. You signed the homegirl <laughs> Jesse. You know what I'm saying? Like, sponsor the pod, bro. <laughs> Uh, okay. This is a little K-pop reference. Is it a little too deep? Yes. No, no, yeah, I follow no, Jesse on Russia, Instagram. Would you say in Russia that, that like, hey, I want to take a photo of you in the streets, was that the same effect as in Guayaba? Yes. Certain cities in Russia. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. So they would show us mad love. We weren't had And wait, All right, was it just because you're Asian? No. Like, they would they be able to tell the difference whether you were Korean or Chinese? No, but they know that, oh, this date... Korea's playing in our city. Uh, so they know they're, you know, we're Koreans. Damn, that's tight. Yeah. How do you go to a fucking, like, like, yeah, the country, country yeah. that Trust don't me. really have Don't that. go to the main cities. Yeah, no, no, fuck the all them places, dog. <laughs> yeah. The main uh, cities, yeah. the main cities, they know too much. You gotta yeah, go no, no, yeah, know yeah. A lot. yeah. I need the low standards, dog. I'll holla at y'all. I'm coming through the village. How much love was the flag getting during all that? The flag, I mean, that was crazy, too. Like, I would get random people, not non-Koreans, like, you know, like call me out Hey yo I saw you on like Instagram Like can we take a picture Damn. I would get stopped a lot Just cause of the flag That's tight I would get like Also like Korean Koreans That show up and be like Hey are you like Reynaldinho Hey like, take a picture like, At Reynaldinho on Instagram yo yeah. Yes Did <laughs> Did uh Did you end up staying for the full tournament At that one Uh I stayed there for like Three and a half weeks so not the full Nearly But, but yeah most You were their knockout round for Yes I went to the Brazil versus Mexico game as well That's right That's where I really got um, I, I um, had the respect for the Mexican fans Because mm-hmm. they lost to Brazil But at the end of the game They still turned Outside the, the stadium up. They were turning the fuck up Hell yeah Con dinero Hell yeah All dinero. that And you know like If you didn't watch the game And you saw these fans You would think Mexico won mm. How crazy is that? You know? Dude, what was it like to be freaking Korean in Russia after the Germany result and the Mexicans here were going wild? Like, did they show you a lot of love back then? A lot of love. You know, uh, you know, we had that whole song going on, the, the oh, yeah. hermanos or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that. So, we, you know, every time we see a Mexican, we would be singing that. That's awesome. Damn. You know, it sounds so A lot fun. of love, a lot of love, a lot of love. But I'm still, me- I'm still mad at the Mexican team. Yeah, man. Because if they won... Y'all they won against Sweden. Sweden. We would have went through, and that would have been the craziest World Cup story ever. Yeah, yeah. Sweden and Germany yeah. getting knocked I was, out. I was at the Sweden game with Mexico. Yeah. And Only if was, Mexico pulled through, we would have went. Through. I'm not gonna lie. I an, know that was an ugly. That was an ugly, ugly thing. But I will say this: I will never see a team losing. I believe they were losing three-one at that point, three-zero. That we're celebrating Because everyone around us Was looking at the goals In the Korea-Germany game Bro Honestly all, I know this I know the Mexican national team I know a lot of y'all Motherfuckers partied <laughs> I know a lot of y'all Motherfuckers got down On some motherfucking Like Bomb ass Russian vodka 
the night before that match. Jeez, I'm so glad you went alcohol on that one. Bro. <laughs> not, and I know you had a some Russian bronze. Do you know it's all part of the story, dog? Come on, Josh. You know I wasn't going to leave that alone. But whatever, man. It's over. But... Yeah, they got out. One day, me and you go talk, Carlos. <laughs> he, he, he put in work in that game. He was yeah. one, of the, oh, no. he was yeah. one of the only people that did Bro, put in work. Carlos Vela, he just... Yeah, more. I've never seen someone that, that looks so disinterested be so good. <laughs> but that Germany game was crazy. I almost fainted when we scored. I just for real screaming? From screaming, the excitement, the adrenaline. Yeah. I had to kind of like give myself 10 seconds to like breathe in and breathe out. That was in Kazan. You're in Kazan. That was Kazan. I almost fainted. And Rich from Kicks to the Pitch, he was actually one of the photographers of the match. Sick. And he caught all the live emotions of me because he was like right there. Uh-huh. And he has yet to still give me those photos. Hey, Rich, Rich man. At Rich up. Impossible. Tag Rich and let him know. Send Reynaldinho his pics, bro. Rich. Send him along. Don't be that guy. And the crazy, and the crazy part of that game was obviously you know German fans show up mm-hmm. before the match. You see all these little Germany flags, you know, flying around the stadium. And Koreans are you know as I as I mentioned, we're in more of the conservative side, so we're kind of just watching all these Germany flags flying out, you know, flying all over the stadium. And when you know obviously the result, Koreans were turning up at that moment. Mm. In Germany, Germ- Germans were like, you know, quiet. And, you know. There wasn't any flags. No, no <laughs> flags. <there. laughs> no, no flags. 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 For, for the, the flags for, were sheathed. For the listeners, I think the Germany-Korea thing, it, it has a history to it. Like, in the context is actually really interesting where a lot of Korean people went to work in Germany when Korea was really economically depressed after the wars. And it was not maybe that little brother is not the right word but like we had a lot to thank to Germany for a lot of things about the economy being boosted modernization got, right exactly modernization kind of westernization moving to new Korea and then we had our, <coughs> probably our greatest player of all time is Cha Bong Gun mm-hmm. who was playing in Germany and became like kind of the German national hero yeah Son Heung Min also kind of learned both, both came from Leverkusen yeah, come, yeah Hamburg Lever- by Leverkusen yeah. Germany I think in general for East Asian players I think Germany's always led the way in yeah. giving them the first platform into Europe hey it's a- actually yes. shout out to Germany for doing that for the US players too yeah. no, in many for ways sure. yeah. for, for the LAFC right. I mean you know what I mean us inviting the you know the yellow so wall so we're, so we're not all just you know basking in German Schreidenfrut here we're no also, no no, uh, no but I think it's important to know yeah. like the context of what the Bundesliga played in Korean football association history and also knowing what that the fir- like the first real victory over Germany looks like in terms of the the overall scope of things like that's 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 really never been done like that before yeah so True. Ray almost passed out from that it's for sure that's I think that it's it's well warranted man damn man well I'm gonna imagine. I'm gonna ask this question but I think I'm already gonna know one of the answers your top three we'll give you we'll give you three from three from Brazil three from Russia Ooh, your top like that. three like top three moments Sam you got any amendments to that or what no 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 okay cool Top three. Are we talking about like ready. the World it. Cup experience or like on the pitch? I'm gonna let stuff. you. I'm gonna let you do it. I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you do it. Okay, starting with Brazil, was meeting other fellow Koreans um, that were really all about it. Mm. You know, connecting with them and you know keeping in touch and eventually becoming friends. Shout out the homie Goodneck. Goodneck, yeah, <laughs> I, actually, good Goodneck. So that's a crazy story too. Like, so uh, the base camp in Brazil for Korea was it uh, was in a city called Igasu. Mm-hmm. It's known for Igasu Falls. Um, <coughs> so that's where they were at and that was my first city in Brazil. And we were me and my best friend we were kind of lurking around um, the team hotel 
outside, uh-huh. and I was entering the, the the doors of the hotel, and mm-hmm. as I was entering, Kunek was leaving. Uh, and, you know, we were like, oh my god, like you're Korean. I'm yeah, Korean. Yeah, yeah. What the fuck? Like, what all right, fuck? let's give it context. Goodneck is actually the name of a, a Manchester United bar in Korea. He, that's the name of the bar, and I honestly don't even know the owner's name, but this fool's like the ultra Korean hipster. Yes. yes. Like, from like, Korea. From Korea. Yeah. When he goes, he'll wear Korea flag checkered button up shirts. Like, yeah. He's full on like his fashion's crazy, yeah. but he reps Korea hard as fuck, and yeah. we love him for it. So actually, the name Goodnet comes from he's a avid Manchester United fan. Uh, Manchester United did like a little Korea tour. Uh, um, I don't know, like 2008 or something like that. Oh, I was there for that. And then Ronaldo oh, really? came, yeah. and Goodnet at the time was he was wearing this crazy gold chain on his necklace, uh-huh. and Ronaldo called him out uh-huh. like, "Yo, that's a good neck." Oh, ever shit. since then, like, oh shit! You know, good neck. That's my name. That's the, story that's of the hardest story by the, by the prince, dude. That's ever died. That's the story of his name. Ever Yo, since then, he's, good neck, my guy. Good neck. But uh, yeah, so we like ran into each other like that, and then we just connected ever since. You know, we had like a little meal. Uh, but yeah, so like that was a crazy story, and ever since we, you know, we kept in touch. Whenever I went to Korea, I hit him up. We, mm. you know, we connect, and we also met up in Russia. Yeah, man, he's at all of them. Yeah, was rich. So that's you know that's that's number one yeah. in Brazil, like meeting people that I would never meet. Mm-hmm. Um, second is obviously being there mm-hmm. to really support my country, mm-hmm. my team. Um, it's it's a completely different um, experience than you know when you're watching it on TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love the experience of watching uh, Korea play on TV, mm-hmm. uh, but it's you know yeah. honestly you just have to be there. Of course, especially you know, with the with, adrenaline yeah. before the match, during the match, um, and then third, I think it was just getting so much love from the locals. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would like getting love from them too. Yeah, and then Russia. Russia was a little different because it's not you know As they're new. not uh, new, and also they're not you know football crazy like Brazil. Mm-hmm. Brazil is just uh, really hard to match in terms yeah. of like the passion of football. Mm-hmm. Um, but just you know, being there, uh, really experiencing the culture of of Russia football. Was it was it what you expected when you went to Russia? A little different uh, because I actually thought it would be uh, less passionate. But these people were actually you know they're they're passionate. I mean it could have been because they're the host. But uh, you know I got a lot of love. They had a lot of love for their team. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, you know, just like in Russia too. I mean, follow the flag had a big part in Russia. Mm. Right. You know, I, I actually didn't think it was gonna cause that type of crazy, you know, noise. Was it all love, or was it ever just like, damn it, I wish I didn't, I would have never brought this thing. I'm getting annoyed too much. Was it ever at that level? No, no. I, I was just proud to be there to to represent my country, and um, I was, uh, yeah, I was also really, really proud to kind of have our place maybe not on the pitch but outside of it mm. a lot of people showed oh shit Korea has got a crazy ass flag mm. you know at least we won in that game of the World Cup that's true because like on the one hand you were you have, you have a crazy ass flag because you were kind of you made your own flag but also it brought attention to the Korean flag mm-hmm. like you know straight up as as direct attention as one can possibly yeah. bring yeah. yeah and I mean I didn't think it was going to cause that much stir but it, it did and I was so so happy and proud of it 
So, you know, I would rep the flag everywhere I go. You know, when we went to like bars, clubs, I would have to bring the flag. I would have to bring the flag and get all, you know, alcohol all over it as well, but whatever, you know? But like, so like those things, I think, I think follow the flag is probably the best moment of Russia for me. Mm. You know, just, just, I was happy to put us on the map. Yeah. At least with that. You know? Okay. Yeah. One more. Two? I think there's one more, right? Oh, yeah. One more. <coughs> you said the people and the kind of passion and the flag. I think, um, so the, the last part is. The Germany moment when you were freaking Germany out. moment, you know, I, you know that's, that's obvious, but something that people would not know is that, you know, uh, avid supporters like me and other people included, we would show support by going to the team hotel of every city every city that we would have a match in. A lot of Koreans didn't show up, but like me and you know a couple other people, we would make sure we go to the hotel pre-match to show them that you know we're here for y'all. Yeah. So when they're getting in the bus and they're getting in the bus, getting out of the bus for the training sessions or whatnot, we always showed up, you know, fucking show the flag. Look, we're here for you. This is crazy. Like you guys can do it. Mm. Just to like experience that and hopefully, you know, that played a part in them performing well against Germany. <coughs> um, just to know that you had somewhat of a part in it, of a historic moment, you know, brings a lot of pride and joy in it. So let that be the record. There are active Korean national team supporters on the road in these countries. Ray's leading the charge. Oh, yeah. I'm about it. Yes, sir, man. I feel like we, like, we need to take that kind of K-pop fervor. <laughs> you know, it's just like, people, when you talk about the bus stuff, I'm like, I've seen people from like Arkansas come over to LA for to for a glimpse of like BTS or for 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 like all these K-pop acts. Like, why can't we have that kind of passion that Korean people? It's still a lot of Korean people and and kind of devoted to soccer. Like, I you think just gotta get you gotta get one of those guys in LAFC hat and get them to come to the North. End. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. So what's upcoming for you, Ray? What's well, like, next? Yeah, what's next with you, Gorilla, Gorilla FC? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, the next World Cup. You know yeah. what I mean? So Gorilla FC. I have uh, obviously I'm in LA. <clears throat> you know we have I'm working on some things for uh, LA. Uh, I don't want to share too much right now because it's still in the works. All right. But you know stay tuned for for that chapter. Um, Korea national team. I think one thing one thing that we can work on of you know LAFC supporters and passionate Korean supporters that we have out here is that you know we have this void in the Korean national team where we have this unified group that shows support. And I think the best place to start that is LA. Mm. You know, and I, and I, you know, the Tigers are really passionate about, you know, football. And I think there's a room here to translate that to the Korean national team. So maybe that's something we can discuss afterwards, mm-hmm. you know, to create this, this new generation <coughs> that shows up to Korean matches. Yeah. You know, to, 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 fill that gap that I've experienced so far mm-hmm. you know that's something that I've been thinking about and you know just growing the culture of football you know when I say football culture it's not really the on the pitch stuff it's the off the pitch stuff uh, whether that be you know the creative side or or just showing support of the sport of football um, that we all love so I think you know personally I you know I think I think you know we can Collaborate and a lot of things that you know that we can bring to the map, and uh, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, man. Yeah. Let's up. say if you have uh, 
You're talking directly to John Thornton, our GM right now, mm-hmm. and you're giving him a scouting report on who you think would be what Korean national team player is perfect for LAFC, where we go forward. I know we've we've thrown some names across here, Sam and I, but um, as someone who's kind of seen the global game across the world and seen the Korean national team in person, who do you think is a good fit in terms of their career, in terms of where they are now, and where you see Korean Korean football going forward? Um, that you think would fit for LA and LAFC? That's a tough question. That's a great question, Josh. <laughs> That's a great question. But Josh, you don't you don't have any? You don't have any names, Josh? I got some names. I, I mean Ray's the expert here though. I need to hear from him. I think Genuinely the the love comes it's a respect thing for Ray, because he's been to he's anyone right. who's been to a World Cup, I respect. Like that's that that means a lot. Not everyone. Some of you fuckers are just rich. Fuck right, you right. guys. No, no, no brand sponsor shit. Like Ray is putting up his hard earned freaking cash to go there. And he's going to the hotels. Like respect that. Yeah. Yeah, he's growing football culture for I feel like a hippie sometimes. Just following this band around, you know, like but yeah, like, at least hey, the band will never grow old. Somebody's gotta do it. They'll never somebody's lose their freaking uh, their note. Yeah, we got we have a good turnover rate. <laughs> <laughs> but for LAFC, yeah, we need to sign a Korean player. Oh yeah, we just saw but you know what? They, like, but with signing a Korean player, I'm not gonna lie. I love my people, but Korean people are some of the most fair weathered fans, like, I've ever seen. Like they're 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 coming for that person. They're not coming for the club. So that's one of the reasons why you know TSG is trying to create something with Koreans before a, a player comes. Agreed. Uh-huh. Agreed. Yeah. But, but also like we have but, players, but you already created it, so now a player can come. Right. Yeah. Like we have knuckleheads like me and you who like who fell in love with United because Park Chizong and then uh, how much money are we giving to that club that we've never seen play like, I don't like, buy that many kits. I buy two. <laughs> <laughs> right, I, hit me with something. I actually have no problem with people being attracted to a club because of a single player. Like if we had a Korean player and we get a bunch of Korean supporters because of it, yeah. hey, that's another strategy on its own. Like yeah. I think it's a great thing. You know, that at Just least they're showing us, us love. Yeah. yeah, at least they're showing us love, you know. But if I had to pick a player, and this is me being selfish, not really, you know, thinking about the player's career. Yeah. Who? Izumu? Yeah. <laughs> I say Izumu because... That's the most selfish motherfucker that you <laughs> where's Izumu now? Come on, I don't know who Izumu is. Verona. Hit me up. Verona. He's he's Verona, Verona where's he playing? He was originally from uh, Barcelona's youth program. Ah. So where, do, where on the field does he play? Left wing, yeah. a little bit of false nine. Attacking mid, attacking yeah. forward, yeah, forward yeah. and things like that. But, uh, you know, younger like, guy? He's young. Yeah. I think he's young. like 20, 20 21. 21. Grew up in La Masia and speaks like five languages, and you can tell like he grew up in a different football in Canada. JT, like, Izumu, you heard it here. Izumu, Izumu, baby. And I say that because <coughs> he is probably the most passionate player that I've seen Yeah. next to Son. Mm. But Izungu is really passionate. So Korea has this, you know, just the Korean culture, we have this this hierarchy where, you know, you kind of have to respect your older, you know, people. And, you know, that, that, that may go, you know, be in the way of this creating this unified team environment. Mm. But when I look at Izungu, because maybe because he was raised in Spain and things like that, he does respect his older players, but he has, he shows expression uh, of his own passion for the sport. Right. Like we've said in past episodes, Koreans aren't oppressed people. <laughs> they just ban Pornhub. <laughs> okay? It's, it's hard times. <laughs> Let my people go. Let my people go. Uh, Let them flow. But yeah, oh. because of that, I think that passion 
would do so well in LAFC and yeah. in MLS in general. I think LA would love him, dude. I think LA oh, would yeah. absolutely mm-hmm. be so. Not just amongst Koreans. No, everybody. That's what I'm saying. You know what, the though? The same way that people love Blessing. In the, it's in it's, way, it's yeah. scary to bring a young... Because like, he has a little bit of an air of arrogance about him. It's scary to bring kids like that to LA with all these little thotty Korean chicks. <laughs> like, it's dangerous, yo. These K-Town, these LA Korean girls are different than K-Town's the Korean girls trap. everywhere else, man. It's dangerous out here. Yeah. I mean, he grew up in Barcelona, right? Isn't that a similar... Bro, he's different, As a player? Right? No? Bro, yeah, I'm not yeah. out there on the dating scene like y'all. I know. You've been, you've been locked down for a while. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm at. No, I, I like that pick. I think... Yeah. You know what? I just had an interview with him. He's... Now, by the way, now he's, he's in uh, Verona for a couple of years. He's speaking Italian, which is phenomenal. Verona YouTube channel was asking, was interviewing him. This fool. He's like... 20, how old is he? 22? 21 now? Like 21, I think. Yeah. 21. They're like, what do you see yourself in five years? Which is a... Where do you see yourself in five years? Which is a loaded question for any footballer to say, to, to be asked. But he, he's like, so, Sungo, where do you see yourself in five years? He goes, I'll be playing in Barcelona in five years. This, I see, like, I love that. That's amazing. Like, a I Korean person that. would never say never. that. A but Korean he, Korean would be like, oh, I just want to work hard yeah, for my team. Like, grow as a professional. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, like, Korean yeah, people are media trained, like, yeah. from birth, just the way they function in life. Right. Mm. It's crazy. Like, yeah. But it's, that's pretty tight that's, that's what we'll he's like I'm playing freaking wing at, at Barcelona dude. hell yeah bro. one, one more example of that guy is he was playing in like the youth world cup I think like under 21 or whatever yeah. and we were about to play Japan and before the Japan match like a reporter asked him you know how do you think you will do against Japan and he said Japan not a problem <laughs> <laughs> who says that yeah. who says that nobody, nobody. says that and no, guess what? Buddy. In the Japan match, he scored a goal and just fucking, you know. It's a little bit like Blessing. He's like, US Open Cup's my tournament. I'm going to score a goal. Yeah. I'm going to win the cup. I, I love Bad Blessing, though. but I'm going to have to say that, you know, Sungu kind of follows through well, no. a little more. Yeah, yeah, but he made the comparison. That's all. True, true. Score a little more. Blessing, we love you. We love Blessing, dude. Yeah. Latif. He's, I guess. Yeah, no, ball of energy. Uh, anything else you guys need to add? Ray, why don't you plug your Instagram, Twitter, what, however else you want these girls from different countries to contact you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, they already know how to contact. Oh, oh. Yeah, just, yeah, no, yeah. just because we said Reynaldinho. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so my Instagram is Reynaldinho. It's like Ronaldinho, but with Ray. <laughs> Very, so very elaborate, dog. That's E-Y. Very creative. R E Y is uh, D Don use uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> other track. I lost sleep over that name, you know. Raydal Dino, okay. A lot of creativity on that. I mean, stay stay up with the Gorilla FC. We'll have that in uh link in the bio so you guys can check out what they're doing. Yeah, man. Um thanks for coming out, Ray. This has been another episode of the FCFC podcast. We'll see you guys soon. FCFC. FSA 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 F